Good day and welcome to the Waystations Ministries podcast. I'm Greg Spencer with a light for your journey and a good word for the road. It's great to be traveling together and I thank you for coming with me. Let's ride together for a while. Hey everybody, it's great to be with you again. This is Greg Spencer with the Waystations Ministries podcast, and it's a pleasure to be offering insights, perspectives, ideas for the improvement of our lives, how we can live better, how we can enjoy it more, how we can fulfill what the promise is for us to have what we call abundant life. That means living well, living happy, contented, well in the spirit and in the heart and in the mind as well as we can in the body. It doesn't really get defined by money. That's more the way the world thinks. Uh, The more money you have, you're supposedly more happy, but that's not what I've seen. No, we want to help people, no matter what their condition, to be as content as they can be, to have the richest meaning, the greatest abundance of joy and peace in their hearts and their minds and in their lives. And so that's what we're trying to do with the teachings of the scripture, the the spirituality of a faith and a value system that encourages us rather than discourages us, that lifts us up and inspires and points a way for how to make our way through all the vagaries and changes that happen in life. So that's what we're trying to do. Now, it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, I've enjoyed the fall. I hope that you have too. It's kind of strange. The summer seemed to last a little bit longer than it should. Fall seemed to start a little bit late. The leaves didn't really change on time, and they haven't lasted. I live in western Pennsylvania where the hills are abundant with trees, and I look forward to the fall season every year. Uh, for a long time, we didn't have any changing leaves. It was green, and it stayed that way. Now, in the last few days, the last week or so, I would say, we've started to see more and more of the trees changing color and adding luster to the day. You could see it in all the different colors that you're used to seeing in the fall. Unfortunately, it's not happened with all the trees, and I'm not sure at this point that it will. One of the things I noticed, for example, is that the sun in one day, one afternoon to the next, from yesterday to today, the sun seems to have lowered itself in the sky so that the afternoon sun is much lower and creates this rusty hue, this late day hue that seems to affect the way you see everything around you. So the trees don't look as vibrant as they did just a couple of days ago. And still, an awful lot of trees have not had the changing color of leaves. I don't know if they'll just simply fall off or what, but I guess we'll see in the next few days, the next few weeks. Got to get the leaf blowers and the garbage bags and everything ready to rake. (laughs) So that's part of our fall, too. It's not just enjoying the color. It's also raking it up at the end which is kind of like a party, isn't it? We enjoy the party, but at the end, you have to put everything away. Well, be that as it may, we enjoy it as much as we can. I've been thinking something lately, and I thought I'd share it with you and see, uh, hopefully, what you think about it. And that is that there seems to be some things that we're really good at, and we are so good that it happens naturally and it happens very swiftly. And that's a positive, I think doesn't have to be, could be a negative, but there are some things, on the other hand, that are very difficult and come slowly. It takes intention, takes purpose to be able to figure it out. So that's one of the things I want to talk about today. 
it seems to me that all of us find it very easy to make our own judgments about things, to interpret what happens to us, what happens around us, the things we hear, and we make an opinion about it. And we will choose what we're going to believe, what we're going to trust, who we're going to trust. And uh, those things come very easily. We know what we think, we know how we feel, and we're right. We're right in those things. Now, most issues, there are persons who think differently, feel differently. And so from our point of view, they might be wrong or they might be mistaken. And if that's true for all of us, then we are all wrong and we're all right too. Problem with that is that that focus from ourselves and our own perspective only makes it very difficult for people to get along. It's difficult to find solutions to problems. It's difficult to be sensitive or to even care about what other people's thoughts or needs are because ours are right. So the mistake that we're making is what is so difficult for us to do. It is difficult for us after we've made an opinion or, and have taken our position It's very difficult for us to listen carefully to the other positions. What do other people think? What do other people feel? What's their position on the issue? But more importantly, why do they feel that way? And to take an interest in that is not common. We, we're not interested in why the other person feels the way they do. We just think they're wrong. And they think we're wrong for exactly the same reason. Well, if we're going to get along peacefully in this world, and we're going to find contentment and abundance in our lives, then I think we're going to have to find a way to listen and to make it as easy for ourselves to listen as we can. I want to know how the other person thinks. I want to know what they feel. I want to know why they take the positions that they do and try to understand and have some respect for that. I don't have to agree with it, but I do want to honor the person and I do want to get along with the person. So I want to try to listen. If they're interested, they'll ask and I'll be happy to share my opinion. <laughs> it's pretty funny that most of the time people don't want to know. <laughs> they don't want to ask. They're very happy to share their point, their thought, their position. Well, I see this leading up to violent conflicts in our culture and in our society and indeed around the world. It has been an issue for us in conversation, casual conversation, political conversation for decades. And that is what we call the polarization of the people. The extremes seem to rule what people think and what they say and what they do. And that has led to conflict, terrible conflict. It's led to protests and violent argument in courtrooms or in board meetings or community council meetings. Persons take particular positions and they don't want to give room for anybody else or anybody else's needs. They really don't want to consider what their thoughts might be or where their hearts are. They just want to think about their own positions. So we see conflict first verbal, second distance, third uh, withdrawal from each other. We don't want to engage with each other anymore. It uh, tends people to stop participating and stop enjoying. And sometimes we become anxious and fearful about the next conversation we're going to have or the next encounter we're going to have or a repeat encounter with someone who's already made their position very, very clear. I think that we are social beings. I think that we like to be with people. I think we enjoy each other's company. I think there's a drive within us to get together with people that we like, to get along with them, to enjoy life together. 
We want to do that. I think that's part of what we considered normal to be not too long ago. The problem is that we've allowed our anxiety and our positioning to alienate us from each other, and sometimes even from ourselves. Sometimes we don't even know why we feel the way we do or think the way we do and really don't spend a lot of time trying to understand even ourselves. Sometimes we're not listening to our own heart. That's not so good either. I think we can, though. I don't think it's that hard to try to do. I think it takes some work. I think it takes some practice. I think it takes some discipline. In the Bible, it talks about a guy who uh, had a, had a tremendous victory on the, on the side of God, but those who were against him were so angry about it that they wanted to continue the fight, and they even threatened his life. Now, he wasn't too happy about that, so he took off. He tried to run away, and he tried to hide. And while he was hiding up in the mountains where he hoped nobody would be able to find him, he saw what was going on in the world around him. At one point, he saw a sandstorm. Another part, he saw a windstorm. Another part, he saw lightning and thunder and crashing about all around him. He saw the people moving about and how they were responding to it. And he did it from the privacy of a cave in the top of the mountains. While he's watching all of that, he couldn't see the presence of God in any way. He couldn't see God present in any of that stuff, not in the firing or the thunder or the lightning or the storm or the wind or anything. Eventually, after each one of those things occurred, there would be a stillness. And this is what we see in all the storms that we encounter too. After the storm passes, there's a, a period of time that it is calm that we're calm, we're relieved that the storm has passed, that the night is over. And so we relax a little bit. Sometimes if we anticipate a storm is coming, we'll want to take a few minutes before we have to go into it. Maybe we take a little extra time at home and have one more cup of coffee before we hit the road. Sometimes it's just, I want to cherish this moment. I want to relax. I want to enjoy it because I know it's not going to last. Well, I'd rather live with hope for what we're looking forward to than dread about what may be coming. Anyway, the story of this guy in this cave was that he couldn't see God, so he couldn't feel any presence or help. He couldn't see any blessing, and he had lots of questions on his mind and not a little fear about what the future was going to bring. But nothing was responding to him, not in the usual ways that he expected. When things got still and he had one of those coffee moments, he's sitting on the side of the hill and everything is still. And he sees that the peace of the world was okay with that peace, that the world wasn't disturbed that much from the storms that had passed by. It was a part of nature. It was a part of the way things are. Wind blows, storms come, they pass, they go. Sometimes there's damage, sometimes there isn't. But the world was at peace. And in that peace, he relaxed a little bit. And then he could hear, he could hear a voice. Maybe that voice was inside his head. Maybe it was a point of clarity that revealed itself through his mind or through his heart. But when he stopped fighting, when he stopped wrestling, when he stopped complaining, when he stopped criticizing, when he stopped questioning and just sat and tried to appreciate that's when he could feel the presence of God. That's when he could hear what God was saying to him. Now, what was God saying to him? Well, this is life. This is what happens. You have to live with it, and you have to move with it, and you have to go on. 
That's just the way it is. Sure, there's hard things that happen. Sure, storms come and go. Of course, every night it gets dark. But they all pass. And the, the constant through it is that we live through it. We live day and night. We live as best we can in the solving of our problems and the working through of our crises and all of that. So it's not about the, the obstacle. It's not about the problem. It's not about the pain. The issues are important, to be sure. And people are passionate about them because they feel so deeply about them. There's a reason why they feel as passionate as they do. Now, their position may or may not be wise, it may or may not be reasonable, but the point first is let me understand them. Let me understand where they're coming from. Let me see what that pain is. Let's see if we can't bring some healing to it. Some of that healing may be changing of policies. It may be changing of rules or standards. It, it may be done with money or with a change of structure. Those, all those things are proposed. But what really matters is how we care for each other. And in, when we're polarized, we're not interested in caring for each other. We're interested in someone else caring for us. We're interested that things go the way we want them to. But the other side is clearly in that position too. So we really don't get to a place where everything is well. That's why listening, caring, having compassion coming to a point of stillness and appreciation. That's when the door opens for conversation to happen. That's when cooperation can happen and compromise can happen. Very little uh, and very few times do we get things to go the way we want without some modification. It's not about the modification, is it? And it's not about having our way. It's about living as well as we can. It's about making it through and not losing so much not suffering so much, maybe healing. The healing of relationships happens with listening and understanding. The healing of our problems happens when we work together to resolve them. The healing of our hearts, the healing of our world is when we come together in common purpose and common value. Now, again, we're still going to disagree over things. We'll disagree over minor things, but the, uh, founder of Methodism, which I represent, his name was John Wesley. And one of the things that he said is so important, and that is in the essential things, we must have unity, but in the non-essential things, let's be free to disagree. If we do that, we can still love each other. We can still worship together. We can play together. We can enjoy each other's company. We can work together. When we do that, life can be good in spite of the differences and in spite of the problems. So this is what we're encouraging. Let's recognize our thoughts. Let's appreciate them. Let's respect them. It's okay. But let us also value the other person and our relationship at least as much as our opinion. Because when we do that, we'll treat each other better. When we do that, we may get some information that helps us in our position, helps us to understand the, the greater issues, helps us to be sensitive to the needs of others in that same issue. That kind of compassion enables us to get along. It enables us to feel okay and to realize that we've been heard, we've been listened to, we've been respected. It helps us to understand what it is for God to listen to us. We don't want to just go about in rage and we don't want to pray in such a specific term that the answer has to happen my way or it didn't happen at all. 
We don't want to think that if I can't be over top of someone else, if I can't be higher than them, then I don't have any worth at all. That's not where we want to be. Where we want to be is in a place where we can feel good about ourselves, feel good about the other, and get along together. Because the problems usually are issues that everybody needs a solution to. So working together is going to be the best way to resolve it, don't you think? So here's my advice. Listen carefully to what the other person is saying. Now, if you can't grasp what's underneath it, ask. Ask, what is it that you feel? What is it that you're thinking? Where does your position come from? Help me to understand. And hopefully you'll be interested in what I feel and what I think and where I'm coming from and what I need. And maybe in between those two things, we can find common ground on which to work, on which to walk, and on which to live without fear, live without anger, live without pain and suffering in every little thing that happens. I think that would be a rather abundant way to live, don't you? Well, it's worth trying. It's worth trying. Do it with the people that you know love you and have your best interests in their heart. So that when you're trying to do it, they'll respect your effort. They'll respect and appreciate what you're trying to accomplish. And maybe they'll participate too. Maybe they'll help you along the way. Boy, wouldn't that be great? Well, this is the podcast for this week. And uh, it's a way of saying, okay, for the next six, seven, and eight days, I want to try to listen and to understand. I want to try to appreciate and respect because I need that from others. I expect that from others. Well, maybe we need to give in order to receive. And when we do, how happy won't we be? Oh, I think we'll be very happy indeed. And better able to face through any of the crises, whether they're individual or collective. We can find solutions, and we can live well, and even live better, because we do. So I wish you the very best. I hope that it goes well for you. I'll be praying for you as I'm praying for our nation and as I'm praying for our world. And indeed, I hope that you are too. So have a great week. I'll look forward to seeing you next time. And God bless you. Thanks for joining me on Waystations, the website, the Facebook page, the ministry of outreach to the world to make life a much more enjoyable thing and to make our world a better place. Take care. Well, I'd like to thank you for being with us this time and hope that you'll join us again next time, next week, when we get together for a little more time on the road together. May it be good for you all the way through.